Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. Hi, good morning. How are we doing today? Awesome, awesome. Man, what a, what a worship, right? Man, I felt like last Thursday, I was like, I felt like, like jumping, you know? But I'm like, no, you got to hold on to your strength, you know, for the, for the sermon. But what an amazing um, team we have. We are blessed to have this amazing worship team. Amen? Amen? All right. If you're watching online, thank you for being here with us at Renewed Church. Um, I pray that uh, the sermon will be able to speak to you. Uh, thank you guys for um, being here with us. Uh, so let me, um, let me pray. Can I do that? Let me pray. Father God, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you are with us, God, even in times when we may feel like you're absent. You're still with us. God, in this busy life that we live in, we're constantly on the go. One thing after the other. Never stopping. Never taking time for us to rest. God, we just live in a world that we have to achieve certain titles. We have certain responsibilities, God, in our lives. But we miss one important thing, God, and that is spending time with you. Spending time with our creator, the, the person that loves us, the person that cares for us, God. God, and I pray that as, as, as I speak your, your message, God, that our people will hear you, God, loud and clear. That we have to slow down in our busy lives and be able to hear your your still, small voice. We just love you, God. We thank you for always walking ahead of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, last week, uh, Pastor Trevor, I, actually this is our second week of running yellow lights. And last week, Pastor Trevor mentioned that we are constantly running yellow lights. And he, he uh, shared with us a few examples. So here's the first one, looking at things that we shouldn't. The second, talking about things that we shouldn't be talking about. And the third, engaging in things that we shouldn't. And the point that he wanted to make was that Yellow means caution, not compromise. But today, I'm going to be talking about no breaks. In other words, resting. And then, breaks to stop. In other words, all gas and no breaks. In other words, we're just going at full speed in our lives. We're constantly on the go, but never having time for us to kind of relax kind of take a little chill, right? 
for ourselves nor for God. Slowing down to hear God's voice through life's intersections, the still small voice of God. And so I want to begin my ser- this sermon by asking you a question, right? Some questions. Have you ever felt like life was constantly moving at full speed with no breaks in sight? Do you find yourself caught, you know, caught in the hustle and the bustle of everyday life, right? You're on the go and never taking a moment to slow down and rest, always constantly juggling different things, right? You have social commitments, you have um, work, personal responsibilities, feeling like you're always running on empty. Each day we wake up to the annoying sound of the alarm, and we push the snooze button, right? And again, and you push the snooze button, and you're like, ay Dios mío, do I have to really get up this morning? And then you're getting up, you're like, oh, I'm running late. And then you can't find the keys of the car, and you're like, oh my gosh, where did I put my keys? I think I put it in one of my purses. But, oh, no, no, it's in my jacket. And, and, you know, and you find the key, and then, oh, a cafecito, I got to drink my coffee. And, you're, and, oh my gosh, let me go make my coffee quickly. And you make your coffee, and you, let me put it on the go, right? This cup on the go. You put on your Yeti cup, and you take off. Zoom. And if you live in Homestead, you got to leave the house at 4 o'clock in the morning to get to Miami at 7 o'clock because there's so much traffic. And then you get to work, right? And you're bombarded with emails, man. You're having meetings, right? Deadlines to meet. And it seems like all these things that we have to do, they're never ending. Never stops. And we find ourselves racing against the clock and trying to keep up with the demands of our jobs. Because you know that finding jobs is not easy. Getting the same amount of money you're making now is hard to get. So it puts out extra stress in our lives. And you think it gets better, right? No. Then you get home. And you got to deal <laughs> with things in the house, right? You got your children, your young children, you got to do homework with, right? You got your adult kids that are making a mess in the house, right? And you got to deal with that. We got church events, we got family gatherings, so the days become weeks and the weeks become months, and there's no time for us to chill or even spend time with our Creator. Slowing down and listening to the still small voice of God in the middle of the intersection of life is what we need. In a world filled with noise, directions, and busyness, right? It becomes crucial for us to create this space for God to, to, for, for, so we can hear God's voice. In a world that celebrates busyness, right? And productivity, it's easy for many of us to get caught up in the race and the importance of rest. And we find ourselves a life of all gas and no brakes, constantly pushing forward, trying to accomplish more and taking a moment to hit that pause button. The truth of the matter is that we need to rest in Jesus. That is the only way we're going to have that peace in our lives. 
We need to partner with Jesus so that we can share our burdens with him so that we can find that peace that we need in our lives so that he can guard our hearts and our minds. Amen? Amen. And today I want to share a message with you about Elijah. He was a, a faithful servant of God, but he was always on the go. He was always dolly, 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 right? Never stopping for rest. But guess what? Depression got the best of him. In the story, I'm going to demonstrate the importance of slowing down and listening to the still voice of God in the middle of the intersections of life. If you have your Bibles with you, would you open them up to 1 Kings chapter 19? I'm going to read uh, verses 1 and 2, and then the rest of the verses, I'm going to kind of paraphrase only because of time. And so if you have your Bibles, open them up to 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 and 2. If you don't have your Bibles, it should be on the screen. And I'm going to be reading uh, through the easy English translation, translation only because it was, it was easier uh, to kind of understand. And so King Ahab told Jezebel about everything that Elijah had done. He told her how Elijah had killed all of Baal's prophets with a sword. So Jezebel sent someone with a message to Elijah. By this time tomorrow, I will make sure that you are dead. The same as Baal's prophets. So let me give you a little bit of history, right? So in the, in the chapter before, on verse, on chapter 18, um, prophet Elijah, um, he, he had just experienced uh, victory over the prophets of the false gods of Baals. So Elijah was a prophet of the Lord and had challenged the prophet Baal to test, to determine who was the true God, right? Was it Baals or was it Yahweh? And so they did this test. And so Elijah was able to witness God as, as Yahweh sent fire from the heavens to consume the offering prepared by Elijah. But the prophets, Baals, their gods did nada, did nothing. So guess what? As a result, the people were able to turn to God because they saw the power that Yahweh had. And so all the prophets for Baals were, were killed, were murdered. And so, of course, the queen Jezebel was angry at Elijah. And he says, I'm going to kill you because of what you've done. And so we see in verse 3, right? And we see in verse 3 that Elijah was afraid. And he ended up fleeing into the wilderness to seek refuge and protection. And so he was exhausted as he travels into the wilderness. And he sits under this broom. It's called a, a broom tree. And he's asking God to take his life because he just couldn't take it anymore. You know, this was a prophet that he felt like God wasn't there for him. He felt alone in this life because he had so much opposition, right? He had no hope. He had so much weight responsibility. Imagine serving God, right? All that responsibility that you have. He felt that. He felt the weight of it. 
and he felt hopeless. He, he was exhausted. And he expressed to God, and he says, man, end my suffering. I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. It's too much for me to handle. You ever felt that way? Like, man, I just want to give up. It's too much, you know, too much work, too much sacrifice for us to do certain things, you know? I, you know, it, sometimes we, we go through that, that we can't handle life. So in the face of this overwhelming opposition and the weight of responsibility, coupled with the constant demand to kind of fulfill his prophetic role, right, had led him to overlook the importance of rest and seeking God's guidance. Elijah's business in life led to exhaustion. All gas and no break led him to depression that clouded his judgment and led him back, led the lack of clarity on seeking God's guidance. And that happens to us sometimes in our lives. Elijah's story reminds us that, man, yes, life can be overwhelming. Life can get us to the point of, of giving up. But let me tell you something. We're not alone, man. We got Jesus. You know, we got Jesus that are on our side, man. And he gives us the strength, and he will guide us as followers of, of, of Christ. And then the angels appeared, right? The angels were able to comfort him and give him food and water, the things that he needed so that he can uh, uh, go through this, this journey that he was about to go. And it's so beautiful how God never leaves us alone. Even though we, we feel alone, God is still with us. He loves us, man. He cares for us. He knows your needs. He will never forsake you. That is our God that we serve, right? Amen? Come on, people. Let's wake up, man. Come on. And in verse 8, we see that Elijah went on a 40-day and um, 40-night to Mount Horeb, also known as Mount Sinai. And this is where, where um, uh, Moses received the, the, ten, the ten Commandments. And, and that's where he um, kind of had an encounter with God. Remember that, some of you? So the purpose of this 40-day journey, Elijah may have been seeking solitude, reflection, a deeper encounter with God. Elijah may have felt or drawn to this holy site to seek guidance, reinsurance, and renewal of his own ministry. And I think sometimes in our lives, when we get exhausted, when we're tired, man, we need to seek a place, a place where we can pray, a place where we can study God's words, a place where we can meditate, right? A place where we can rejuvenate, that we can um, refresh ourselves and get back into life. We need that. All of us need that in our lives. And so once, once he did that, Elijah finds a cave and spends the night. And in verse 9, we see that. I'm paraphrasing these scriptures. Please go back on your own time and read 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. I want you to read it. Because I think it's so impactful that, that I can share this with you. But 
it'll be more impactful if you guys read it. So please, when you get home, read it, because I think it's super important, okay? So God asked Elijah, what are you doing here? What are you doing in this cave? And, and he, Elijah's like, oh man, um, I'm frustrated. You know, I'm, I'm tired. Like, I feel like I'm doing this ministry by myself, and I don't see you anywhere, God. I don't. I don't feel like I, I feel the presence in me. And I, that's why I'm here. I need your help. So here's what God, you know, kind of responds to him, right? He says, God instructs Elijah, well, I want you to do this. I want you to stand on the mountain and witness several of these phenomena, including a strong wind, an earthquake, and a fire. So God is not present in any one of these displays. But, but not being there, right? By not being present in the wind, the earthquake, and fire, God is teaching us. His presence is often found in the quiet, in subtle moments in our lives. It encourages us, all of us, to seek God in the ordinary and every experience day of life. Rather than relying on flashy and dramatic manifestations. So while those powerful displays may captivate our attention, they should not mistaken as a sole indicator of God's presence. We are reminded to look beyond the external and seek a deeper connection with God, finding Him in the stillness and simplicity of life. Amen? And so in verse 12, Elijah finally hears the still, small voice of God. And some translation says, gentle whisper. And he knew it automatically. He knew that God was speaking to him. And so God reaffirms his presence and gives Elijah further instructions and in ministry. And I think he does that the same for us. When we kind of quiet down in our lives and we have that communication with him, he talks to us and we can hear him, right? Because we've quieted down from the, from the business, from the noisy things in our lives. So overall, let me just kind of highlight. The passage highlights emotional and physical exhaustion, right? His encounter with God in the wilderness and the reminder that God's presence is not always in a dramatic and powerful event, but can be fine in the quiet and gentle moments in our lives. It emphasizes the importance of seeking God's guidance and finding strength and comfort in His presence, even in the midst of our circumstances. So, kind of, I, I put in my notes, so what? What, is, like, what does this mean to us, Pastor? Well, Here's a couple of steps that I want you to kind of think about, okay? The first one is, there's four steps. The first one is cultivating stillness. In a fast-paced and noisy world, it is essential for us to create moments of stillness and silence that we can get out the distractions of, of this life so that we can hear God's voice. So how do we do that? Well, through meditation, right? Spending alone time with God, through prayer, through reading the Word of God. And kind of reflect on that, right? What is God trying to say 
to me in those moments in our lives. The second one is discerning God's voice. By developing a deeper relationship with God through prayer and studying His Word, we can learn to recognize His voice in the middle of the noise of life. We can seek His wisdom and guidance and direction to be able to make those big decisions or even small decisions in our lives. Here's the third one, trusting in God's presence. Just as God was not in the earthquake or the fire, man, we can find comfort in knowing that God is with us, even in those types of situations. We can trust that he's working behind the scenes and his still small voice can bring peace and reassurance to our hearts. And the last is prioritizing listening. In our conversation with God, it is crucial to listen as much as speaking, right? We love to speak, right? We let to say, God, I, this is what I need. God, this is what I, what I want. But it's important for us to listen to him, right? Taking time to listen to God's voice allows us to align our hearts and mind with him. By paying attention to these intersections, we can hear God's voice and follow his leading. To hear through life's intersection and the still small voice of God, we must cultivate a listening heart. This involves surrendering our own desires, agendas, and plans to align with God's will. So as we navigate life's intersections, we can begin to trust him, his wisdom, and follow his leading, knowing that he will never steer us away. So what do we do? Now what? Well, in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, this is what the word of God says. He says, then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not for the Sabbath. In other words, the Sabbath is a beautiful gift that was given to us. It is for us. It is a day of rest, of reflection and rejuvenating, right? It is for our benefit. It just doesn't just, it restores us, right? Not, uh, spiritually and physically. God wants us to take time for us to rest and to focus on God. It is a day that we are called to take breaks, regular routines, right, from our regular routines, to intentionally slow down, to focus on yourself and the relationship with God. In a culture that, you know, always is like, you got to go, you got to produce, you got you, you all these responsibilities in our lives, the Sabbath reminds us that our worth is not solely on those things, those achievements, right? It reminds us that we're human beings, not human doings. It invites us to step away from those never-ending to-do lists and embrace the stillness and presence of God. we got to take those intentional breaks, hitting the brakes on our fast lives and finding rest in God's presence. Man, women, go take a walk. Read a book. Bake. I will eat those for you. Okay? Please, bake. Honey, bake. Men, play golf. Men, cook. Cook some ribs. 
Okay, I will eat them. You know? Take a short trip, man. Read a book. Read the Bible. Spend time with God. I, I spend an hour in the mornings with God. I do. We need that in our lives. We need to take that break from our business of lives. Because I believe that Sabbath can change your life and bring peace, restoration, and a deeper connection with God. I truly believe that. I really do. So as I close this morning, I'm going to share with you a story. So there was this, uh, this house that was burning down. And there was a, a kid in this house. And the kid was forced to go to the rooftop because there was so much fire in the house that he was forced to go to the rooftop. And his father was on the, on the ground with his arms extended wide open, saying to his son, jump, jump, I will catch you. And his father knew that if he didn't jump, that he was going to die. But there were some problems, right? There was a lot of smoke. There was a lot of darkness. And the son couldn't see. But the father kept saying, son, jump. I can see you. Jump. But the son was afraid. He goes, he go, dad, I... I I'm not going to jump. I'm, I'm afraid. I, there's no way I'm going to leave this roof. Impossible. But the father replied, jump, jump. I promise you, I will catch you. And finally the son said, dad, I can't see you. And lastly, he, he replied, the father replied, but I can see you. And that's what's more important. And I think sometimes in our lives, we find ourselves in situations of fear, doubt, and uncertainty. Some of us are overwhelmed by the flames of life's challenges. And we don't know what to do. Like, we don't know how to find a way out. Just like the boy called out to the son, our Father in heaven is calling you to rest in me, to trust in me, to jump that he will catch you. God invites us to rest in him. Let go of your worries and concerns. Our Lord and Savior loves you. He cares for you. He understands what you're going through in life. He truly does. He sees us even when we cannot see him. He surrounds us, providing refuge in the middle of our storms, in the middle of our problems in life. He is our source of strength, our, our anchor of, the, of chaos, our comfort in times of distress. Man, let us embrace Let's embrace his invitation, right, to slow down in life. 
find comfort in his presence. Listen to that voice. May we trust him even when we can't see beyond the flames. He sees us no matter what. Let us hold on to his promises that he will be there. He will take care of us. That we can rest in him and that we can have peace in him. Amen? Amen. So here's what we're going to do. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He's not saying me, come to me, me. He's saying all of us. We all have burdens, right? We all have things that we, we deal with in our lives. But Jesus is saying, hey, I want you to find comfort in me. I want you to lay all those burdens at the foot of my cross. I love you that much that I will take whatever you're holding on to, whatever you're carrying, I will take that away from you. Because I want you to have that peace. I want you to find freedom in me. That's why he, Jesus died on the cross. So that we can have that freedom, right? That we can live a life of peace. That we don't have to face those those burdens by ourselves. We have a God that loves us, man, that cares for, the, for us. That we can, we can put all, all of that worry in Him and we don't have to deal with it. So here's what I'm going to do. If you guys can bow your heads for a moment. Maybe today you're feeling that burden. You're overwhelmed with life. And you're like this boy, Dad, I don't know if I can jump because I can't see you, Lord. But he can see you. And he sees what all those worries you're carrying. He understands what you're going through. And all he's saying, let me have those burdens from you. Let me give you that rest that you deserve, that you need in your life. Trust me. Believe in me. If that's you this morning, if you say, Pastor, pray for me. I just got too much on me. I just got a big load and I need Jesus to carry him for me. If that's you this morning, would you raise your hand and be bold enough to say, I need prayers. I need Jesus. I need to take those burdens away from my life. Amen. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. Rest in Jesus. This morning, rest in Him. He's the only one that can give you that peace that you need in your lives. And maybe today you don't know Jesus. The Bible said that Jesus is the only one that can give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. That rest that we need in our lives. If you've never experienced Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, I want to invite you to get to know Jesus this morning. It's a simple prayer. And I'm going to recite that for you this morning. And the sinner's prayers go this way and say, Jesus, I know that you're the Son of God and the Savior of this world. I know that you died on the cross for my sins. 
and I know that you were raised three days later. I know that I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. If you prayed that this morning, would you boldly raise your hand and say, I want to follow Jesus. I want to receive that peace that surpasses all our understanding. If that's you, would you boldly raise your hand this morning? I'm not going to invite you to the front. That's a commitment between you and God. Amen. Let me pray with you this morning. And as, we, as I pray, and as we sing this last song, I'm going to invite the prayer team to come up. If there's any prayers that you need, we want to pray for you. We understand that we all go through difficulties in our lives. We all, we understand that there's problems in our lives. We understand that we go through certain situations and it's seasonal, right? But we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that God listens. We believe that God will hear your cry this morning. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. That you love us, God. That you hear our cries. That you hear, God. That you understand, God. Uh, uh, that life can be overwhelming. That life can, can tear us apart, God. That life can, can allow us to quit because the burden is so heavy in our lives, God. But, but we need you, God. We need you. We need you, God, to intervene in our lives, Lord. We need you, your, your strength. We need you to help us get through certain situations in our lives, Lord. And there are many of us here today, God, that, that are carrying that burden. They feel that load in their lives. God, and I pray today that they will give you that burden today, God. That they will say, you know what? I'm going to rest in Jesus today. That's it. I'm done. I'm done having carrying these burdens. I'm done carrying the weight of the world. God, help us. Help us realize that we need you. You have to be the center of our lives in order for us to rest in order for us to have that peace that surpasses all understanding we love you god we thank you in advance of the things that you're going to do in our lives in jesus name we pray amen and amen amen thank you pastor for that beautiful message would you please stand with me this morning as we worship the lord with this last song Lord, I just give you all the glory, all the honor, all the thanks for our salvation. Lord, we are an unworthy people. But yet, you found us to be worthy through the blood of your son that was shed on that cross. And we thank you for that, Lord. We offer ourselves up to you this morning. We bless you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.
the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you all once again for, for joining us here at Renew Church. Man, we hope that you can call this place home. That's our desire. We, we, you are wanted here. You are loved here. And we believe God has a, a special purpose and a calling on every one of our lives here. And so, man, praise God for what he's doing in this place. Just have a few announcements just to keep you guys all in the loop of what's going on here at Renew Church. Firstly, I want to start off with uh, something that's coming up this upcoming Friday. Um, our youth group, Misfit Youth, is hosting a parent open house. And so basically what this is, is parents kind of get to see a little bit behind the curtain of, of who Misfit Youth is. And, you know, we appreciate it, but a lot of times it's parents dropping their kids off and we don't, you guys don't even really know what we're doing in here. And so this is kind of an opportunity to, to see what it is that we're doing and get to meet some of our leaders. These are the people that are, you know, and this is a crazy thought, like, the, this team of, of leaders that is a part of our youth group, these are adults who are taking every single one of their Friday nights and dedicating it to pouring into the lives of your teenagers. Like, that is a special thing. And so I want you to meet these lunatics who are willing to do that um, because they're a crazy bunch. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. But also what, what we want to use that is an opportunity just to be able to, to, to connect with you parents. Like, we, we truly believe at Misfit Youth that you guys are the primary influence on your kids' lives. We're just a supplement. It's not about us. We, we want to help build you guys up and do whatever we can to help you um, fulfill your calling as the, as the discipler of your kids' lives. And so we just want to build bridges and we want to come alongside you because we know it takes a village to raise kids. And so we want to be a part of that village and we just want to help support you guys. We love parents. We just want to show our appreciation to you guys this upcoming Friday, but also just have some real practical conversations. We're going to have a parent workshop actually um, on just um, how to build healthy relationships with families. It's an amazing, amazing workshop. So please join us. And if your kids have never gone and maybe you've heard about the youth group, but you've never really decided on it, Come check us out. Come meet us. It'll be worth your time, I promise you, next Friday at 7 p.m. here at our Miami campus. Um, next, this upcoming Sunday, we're having Hope Sunday, right? Yeah, for sure. Hope Sunday. And um, 
really our, our goal is to just kind of shine awareness on the on the issue of addiction, but also provide the solution. And so just to kind of give you some more info on that, check out this video. Did you know one American dies of a drug overdose in our nation every five minutes? 11 every hour, 264 people die every day as a result of a drug overdose. Nine out of 10 addicts start in their teen years. 13 is the average age of first time drug and alcohol use. And out of those 13 year olds, 70% of those teenagers will develop a substance abuse disorder statistically. Over the last 10 years, drug-involved overdose deaths have tripled. Drug overdose is the leading cause of accidental deaths in the United States of America. Addiction is costing our country more than $532 billion last year alone. The government has good intentions, but they do not have the answer. The Church of Jesus Christ has the answer. Uh, my name is Josh Hanna, founder and president of Hope Center Ministries, one of America's largest alcohol and drug recovery programs, and might I add, unapologetically Christian. That's good news, right, church? Jesus has the answers. Hope Sunday is something that your pastor has agreed to do, and we couldn't be more excited. Pastor, thank you for having the conviction and the courage to address this issue and I would say even more so, the heart, the fact that you care about those individuals and families and communities that are suffering from this epidemic. On Hope Sunday, there's a lot that's gonna be accomplished, but it's more than just inspiring stories and guest speakers. And Hope Sunday's about going, what are we gonna do to make a difference concerning this issue? And one thing we can all do to make a difference is give one day's wage. It's exactly like it sounds. Figure out what one day's wage is for your family. Set aside that amount, and on that day, you'll be able to give it in the offering. Help us keep hope alive. So that is next Sunday, man. Invited. Like, we all know somebody who's either been affected or or people that have people in their lives that have been affected by addiction. So let's invite the community. Let's pack this place up and let's let people know about a solution to a very serious problem in our community. So let's have a, a, a packed Hope Sunday. And uh, lastly, that last, last, last announcement is I want to let you know that we have Growth Track today. What is Growth Track? Growth Track is just an opportunity for you to see a little bit more behind the scenes here at Renew Church, get to know our mission, our vision, our values, how we started, why we're here, where we're going, and how you can be a part of that. Um, it's an opportunity to connect. If you're if you're feeling like maybe you're ready to take a next step with Renew Church, and Growth Track is that opportunity to do that. Get to see what we're all about and see where you fit into that. It'll be immediately after the service in our connections room, the building over here to your right. Uh, we would love to, to host you for that. And uh, before we get to the offering, I just wanted to shine a light on another uh, testimony, something that's going on here within our church. Check out this video. Hi, my name is Louis Tocado. I've been serving uh, here at Renew for a while. I've been helping and uh, working also at the RC Kids for a while, for about, I think about a year. Um, 
it has impacted me in so many ways. I actually look forward to coming, teaching NRC kids many times because not that I make an impact in them, but they make an impact into my life. Every time I teach them something new about the Bible or how to read the Bible, where is the verse, what is the chapter, what is the book of the Bible, they, I see them as sponges soaking it in. You know, to be so free, to soak in all this love that God has given us. It's a blessing into my life to be like them, like kids again, to be like a kid again. That's what I look forward to when it comes serving at RC Kids, to be like them in their mindset. Serving at church not only impacts the lives of others, but it impacts yours. And just build your faith. You get to see the gifts and talents that God has given you and see how you can put them at use to, to, to make a difference in his kingdom. Um, maybe it's not in a classroom. Maybe it's not here on stage, but you have something that you're passionate about. There's a gift that God has given you, whether it's prayer or, um, man, whether it's, it's you're creative and you, or you want to build stuff or whatever the case may be. There's a place for you to get on and, and use your gifts to glorify God and impact and change the lives of those around you. Um, lastly, guys, if you want to give to Renew Church, we just want to let you know that there's a few ways that you can do that. The first way to do that is in person via the envelopes in the seat pocket in front of you. You can drop them off in a bucket on your way out. The second way to do that is to do it online by visiting renew.miami forward slash giving. And the third and final way to do that is to do it via text by texting give to 786-565. One, one, six, five. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you that we get to worship you, God. We pray that you would bless this offering this morning, God. Use it for your purposes, God. Use it to build your kingdom. Use it to bring people inside of this house, God. We pray that your purpose would be done, God. And we pray that you would bless those, God, that give and worship you in this way, Father. You know what we need, Father. Please provide, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. See you next week or Friday. <laughs>